Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 16. I am your host, Hunter, and this week I am joined by resident pro player Dylan Campbell, and he's here to talk to us about the pay-to-win factor in FIFA 22 as he put it to the test in this latest weekend league. I'm also joined by the resident pro foot coach, Steve Stokes, otherwise known as the foot coach, and resident pro trader, Right Foot. We're going to do a deep dive into the next generation players recently released and also the squad foundation cards that have come out and likely to continue. As always, we will continue to answer your questions and hot takes as we have a very special request from one of our premier sponsors. If you enjoy the podcast and want to get involved, we'd love to hear from you. You can join the Footballers Discord by clicking the link in the show notes or by visiting our website, footballers.com. Let's get into the show. Dylan, thanks for coming back to us, man. How are you doing this week? Thanks for having me back on. Looking forward to this one today. You know, I jumped on your stream earlier this morning and noticed you uh, you were using some some silver caliber players, and I want to get into that later on, but we'll get there in a bit. Steve, welcome back. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. You know me, plugging away. Had a pretty crappy week with FIFA, what with the servers being a bit ropey, but, you know, still your line. We'll get into that later, no doubt. Apart from that, yeah, groovy. All good. Groovy. Groovy. How about Paul? Right foot. I'm good. Better than you lot by the um, what we got on our our channel this afternoon. You were like you were going to jump off the next bridge because gameplay was so bad. You spoiled my day. Me? Yeah. What are you talking about? I love this game. It's the best game they've ever put out. Tell your Discord chat. Well, you know, the the servers are dog but the game is great. But we're going to keep it positive this week because I'm thinking they're going to iron out these issues relatively soon because I did get on last night and I had a great experience with FIFA 22 and I really enjoyed myself. So we have this new next-gen player items. I'm not going to call it a promo because it's really not a promo because it's not here yet, but we did get these six special cards. They're pink and shiny and look really fun and different. Steve, what do you think about these six special items? Well, they're flashback cards, aren't they? Really? That's that's fundamentally um, what they are. Sort of. I mean, they're, they're inspired, I think, is the word, by these players' real-life performances from the past. So if that's not a flashback, 
don't really know what is. Uh, one question that I'd have is I'd like to know when Kylian Mbappe last had 90 pace. Was that when he was about 12, 13 years old? Well, it does say the talent of a generation. Mbappe's become the world's best footballers in what looks like a matter of seconds by driving PSG to Ligue 1 trophy in his first season in Paris. Ligue 1, so, stop this Ligue 1 nonsense. Ligue Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's going back to his first season at PSG, so whatever that was. Hmm. None of them are going to set the world on fire, are they? But I think they'll make these cards accessible to people who can't afford them. Not that anybody wouldn't be able to afford Foden or Pulisic, but Mbappe. You can see him getting in a few squads. be interesting to see... Uh, well, they won't be priced, will they? Because you can only pack them. That's that's an interesting thing with them, I guess. So Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's something special with these. It says that you have to play between December 15th and January 14th of 2022 to receive one. And I think it's just going to be, I mean, it's guaranteed if you play between December 15th and January 14th, but it's a potluck, I guess. I mean, you're, you don't have a choice in which one you get, if, as far as I know. Uh, of course, I want Pulisic, and I'm probably going to end up getting Bellingham, somebody who doesn't fit my team. So what's, but, what's the betting that on January the 13th, the day before release, we'll have a guaranteed next generation SBC. Mm. Am I being cynical? I'm probably being cynical. I mean, it would kind of defeat the purpose of the of the promotion. That's what they did with Foot Heroes. That's true. But I think these are more to for the people who are buying the game at Christmas. It's just something to yeah. to give people free to sell the game a little bit, pump it up for Christmas, and there's your your free card for buying the game. I think that's all it is. The the nothing okay. special. Two point yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, they look nice and pink, but nobody who's been playing the game for the last few months is going to be using any of those cards, I don't think. I think Theo Hernandez looks like the, the most usable one. Hmm. Maybe. Camavinga looks pretty enticing, too. But the Camavinga one, that's the, even that's going to be way behind the curve because his... Uh, oh, yeah. His wants-to-watch card is going to get upgraded to, what, 82, 83? So, yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it? By January, they're pretty much all going to be behind the curve. But yeah, I'm still going to be looking forward to that Pulisic card, unless he gets a better one before then. Dylan, which one of these cards is sticking out to you that you're going to try to get into your team? To be perfectly honest with you, I agree with what Paul was saying before. Like, for anyone who's been playing this game regularly since the start of its release, like, none of these cards get into your team, I don't think. Um, and particularly not in my team either. I've got already the informs here in my team, so... Even if I get that 85 card, he's not coming in over that. So, yeah, yeah, look, I think it's just, as what Paul mentioned, the little bonus of people buying the game around Christmas, I think that's all it is. The people have been playing since the start. It's really not going to be anything worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a nice gesture. It's interesting, but it's uh, it was getting a lot of hype on Twitter because people were kind of confused about what it was. And as soon as we all figured out what it was, it was kind of just like, hmm, okay, cool. What else? You know, today is Friday, uh, November 19th, and we did not get a new promo today, which I think this is needed. I think the game kind of needed to just cool off a little bit, maybe let the servers cool down a little bit, stop melting, and just give people some perspective about the game. And, and maybe maybe people would actually take a break from playing it, because I feel like a lot of people are getting burnt out already just from the the chat that I'm seeing in the Discord. Steve, what do you think about the state of the game currently? Without a promo. I think that it's probably an attempt to stabilise the market a bit. I think Paul can probably speak about this was a 
bit more authority than me. Uh, don't claim to be a trader by any stretch, but when there are no promos, uh, it, it does tend to stabilise the market. So maybe they're a bit worried about the bottom falling out at Black Friday, so they want to give it a bit of breathing space. So I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's refreshing to have a break. I think we talked last week about the the numbers up promo basically looking like a promo for promo's sake. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased that they haven't dropped anything. I'm pleased that we've had a bit of a break. And you know, do we do we need anything really when we've got these these milestones cards? You know, there's still things to do. People will no doubt complain that there isn't, but they'll complain anyway. So yeah, I, it's, it's refreshing to uh, to have a bit of a break. Paul, yeah, I think we are. We used to having promos every Friday now, and when it gets to a Friday, and there's, I say there's not a lot. There is. There's been a Hero SBC today, and all these uh, squad foundations. So there is there is plenty to do. But I think because there's not your usual sort of you know big name cards with shiny new cards in the game. It's it's not like a normal Friday. But yeah, I think it did need it. The the market stabilised a fair bit this week. The Hero SBC we got to do didn't have that much of an effect on the market and quite a lot of stuff's risen. So I think it needed that before the chaos that is Black Friday next week. Mm. Well, no, Dylan, you're, uh, your team is pretty stacked as it is, or at least it was. How are you enjoying the game right now, promo or not promo? Look, for me, like... It's almost felt as if we haven't had a promo for a couple of weeks now. I didn't really see the, the Adidas promo as a promo, so to speak. Even though it was, like, I didn't really have that usually excitement that you'd get for a promo just because of the the player selection in that. But I do think, yeah, the game did need a, a bit of a reset, a bit of a break from all these new promos being released, as is the case with uh, Steve. I'm not particularly too knowledgeable on the market, so I'm, that's really my go-to. But uh, I've seen that it has had a bit of a, a stabilizing effect. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what's happening as we go into Black Friday. I think this little break just before it is much needed. Yeah. I think another point to make there as well about this is that we're going to run into a problem if they keep releasing promos at the rate that they have done in terms of the power curve. Because if you look at, say, for instance, today's SBC, David Nerius, that card, okay, it's only got 88 overall rating, but when you actually strip down the stats and look at it, you've got a card there that is, you could argue, statistically, a better card than Neymar. And, you know, this November, the game's been out a couple of months. EA have got to be careful where they're going with this power curve because it's, it's getting away. It's, it's already heading off there into the distance. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll keep a lid on it, at least until Team of the Year. If we even have a standard Team of the Year, who knows? It might be different this year. But if it comes in in January like it typically does, that's usually when the promos start to go berserk and, it, and the power curve just like runs away completely. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about, too, was the, the addition of these new items, these um these milestone cards for the Eredivisie. They're not exactly super special but they are for that league and there's so many of them that that really gives you something else to do if so, you know someone like yourself Steve let's you, let's say you've been having issues with rivals right your connection's been inconsistent to say the least right yeah and that's ruining your gameplay experience yeah so this is this gives you a break you can go to a a different game mode something less sweaty more relaxed get away from it and you can still enjoy the game 
while getting some pretty decent cards. I mean, a, a couple of these, like the David Neres card and that Openda card look pretty solid. I mean, they both have 80 plus composure, lots of pace, good dribbling, good shooting. I mean, I think those are some usable cards and we saw a lot of market activity based around Eredivisie cards today because of these. So that means people are genuinely interested in it. And keeping with these squad foundation cards, there's nothing more frustrating than having to back out of the current menu to go look at your objectives and have to go back in and play them and go back out and check them. Who wants to do that? Go to fifauteam.com or just click the link in the show notes. You can get any objective you want right there on your computer or your phone. Never have to leave the menus again. fifauteam.com. Paul, are you going to be completing these cards? I don't really have a lot of time to to play, trade, do all this stuff. So I probably won't because, you know, I I play my playoffs games. I play a weekend league, a little bit of co-op. But, you know, if I don't know if you can play co-op, can you, to complete these? I'm not sure. If you can, I probably will. If you can't, I will probably give it a miss. I think they did some testing with online co-op. I'm not sure what the state of it is, though. No, I'm not sure either, but. But, you know, I remember last year when we got um, Bergwin, is it? And one or two, um, Gravenberch and one or two others. And lots of people completed that. You know, they used two or three of those cards in the teams and and it were really, really popular. And I, I do like it if you've not got loads of coins or, you you know, you're just wanting to build a, a bit of a different team. I think these cards are all right. I've only had a quick look at them, but they look, you know, they look like they are usable cards and then you can go do Neres and throw him in and just light it up because as Steve said that Neres card looks apart from his three star week foot it looks amazing Dylan you have anything you want to add about these cards oh I think they're a nice addition obviously um it should hopefully result in a couple different player selections in teams which is always nice just to mix it up keep it fresh some of these like gameplay based objectives they don't look too bad some of these players I've been having a quick look now. Um, I don't think I'll be completing any of them personally, uh, just because it's probably not worth my time for my team at the moment. But I do really like the players that they've picked for this. And then we briefly touched on the Neres earlier as well. He does look very good, and I'm uh, heavily considering completing this card. But yeah, I think they're a really good addition to the game. I like it. I've just realised what they've done as well. They've done a goalkeeper, a centre-back, a right-back and a striker. And then the right wing Nera's SBC is needed to link those in. And I wondered why they had released Nerez for 61 days. It seemed a, a strange amount of time, but now I've realised it's to give people plenty of time to do those objectives and then still be able to link the striker with the right back. Yeah, there's five cards and five cards in the set and Nerez is part of that set. Yeah. I think the interesting thing for me is that they've You've got three green links there immediately. You'd have a green link between Bilo, the goalkeeper, McIntosh, the centre-back, and Awusu, the right-back. So, you know, it is going to give you what it says it is. It is going to give you a decent foundation. Going to be a bit tougher getting uh, Neres and Appenda, the striker, on chemistry. But I think that was one of the big criticisms last year, that there weren't enough strong links between the players. So Mm -hmm. that's something that they've addressed and... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't trust the goalkeeper or the centre-back myself, certainly. But, you know, for people coming into the game, Black Friday, Christmas and what have you, gives them a chance to, to catch up. So, uh, yeah, I think that's why that's there. 
And why wouldn't you trust the center back? Ah, uh, it's the old thing about composure, Hunter. I'm, I'm not mm. impressed with his composure. But I mean, you yeah. know, there, there are far worse options. His composure 72. He's got good stats all around, but uh, he's, he's not going to hold up against the, the absolute top tier cards, I wouldn't have thought. Especially if you're playing him next to Owusu at right back, who has 70 composure. And uh, we've touched on this uh, several times over the last two seasons of footballers, but composure is, is the one stat or attribute that you cannot boost with a chemistry style. And you're probably asking yourself why, but it's the one that impacts every other stat the most. So if he gets pressured or if he's being attacked, he's going to shit his pants quicker than, say, Varane or uh, Ferland Mindy or somebody with a higher composure rating. So the thing about composure is, and I think I'll talk about this just for a second, and I'm not going to bore you guys with the numbers, but composure is derived from dribbling and composure of the base card for said item. So I think a lot of things got overlooked in this numbers up promo, especially with the cards that got the dribbling boost. Like Eder Militao has got a composure rating on his base card of 74, which is quite low for that card. But when his dribbling goes to 99, so does his composure because it's derived off of those two attributes. So it's something you need to pay attention to. If you guys want detailed information on that, hit me up with the discord. I can explain it, but it might put you guys to sleep if I did it here. It's basically an algorithm. But pay attention to composure when you're looking at cards. Dylan, you have anything to say about this? Can you confirm this? The importance of composure. Yeah, you can't boost composure with any chemistry style. So it's very important to uh, look at players at their composure stats. Uh, quite significant, I feel. Especially a lot of the time people look at it for just attackers. But Steve brought it up just before with the composure stat on these new Eredivisie cards, some of the defenders, I think it's very underlooked at when it comes to defenders. And it's quite important uh, when looking at player selections for your teams. It's not the be-all and end-all at the end of the day, but it does make a a big difference. So, yeah, it's definitely something you should be looking out for when building a team. Yeah, and there's not many uh, gold rare cards with a high composure rating. I mean, just looking on Footbin right now, there's about 15 cards with 90 plus composure on their base card. So there's, they're few and far between. It just shows you how important that stat is. But Generally speaking, what, what EA will tend to do is there are two stats that you can't, I think I'm correct in saying this, two stats that you can't increase with a chem card, composure and stamina. And generally speaking, EA want these cards to be competitive, but they don't want them to be absolutely top tier cards. So what they tend to do is they stiff them by basically nobbling them in the uh, the composure and stamina categories. People will remember last year the Mitchell Van Bergen card from the Eredivisie milestones that we had. Absolutely fantastic card and great in every stat, but his composure was absolutely terrible. And they seem to have done it again, really. Yeah, and you were correct in saying that. Composure and stamina. Can't change those on the card. Yeah. But um, before we move on from these, uh, this numbers up promo, we did get some additional items since the last time we spoke about these. We got the Di Maria, the Deli Alley, the Fabian, and SPC Insigne. Uh, did anybody do the SPC for Insigne? He looks a decent card. He's just basically a plus one in every category right now with a little bit more in the uh, pace department. Looks a decent card. Steve, what do you think about it? Well, I haven't done it and I haven't used it myself, but I've spoken to a few good players that have. And the reports that I've had back is that he's absolutely phenomenal at getting into great positions, um, putting himself in, in fantastic goal-scoring opportunities, and then completely f***ing it up. 
Mm. Well, that's not good. No. No, apparently everything's great with it until until you get to the the actual uh, the end product and his his shooting really just isn't there apparently. Well, it is 79 on the face of the card, isn't it? Yeah. Not ideal. But he is a winger. I mean, he's got good passing, good pace. So maybe get a good striker to link with him. I don't know. Dylan, have you used this card? I have not, no. I don't even think I've played up against him in foot champs or anything. I completely forgot he was on the game, to be perfectly honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) He's easy to overlook at about, what is he, about three foot six? Very short. The guy barely exists. Very true. He could have been on the pitch and we just didn't see him. There you go. Yeah. It's a good point, Steve. Uh, well, this is a card that I'm really getting tired of seeing in, in the promos and the SBCs in Kunku. His gold rare card's got to be going stale here because I feel like he's had special items more than he's had gold rare cards. I was a little salty when I saw the player of the month come out for him because I did the SBC and he's a really good card, especially coming on as a sub late in the game to close it out. And this one is a bit better, it seems, no matter which version you chose. What do we think about these player of the months? We also have... Uh, Pacata from Brazil, League uh. Paul, what do you think about these? Yeah, so this Nkuku, 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 yeah. He has had five cards now. He's had two informs, the two rule breakers, and the player of the month. The player of the month actually looks really good. I think the only one that's better is maybe the passing version of the rule breaker. Um, But yeah, he looks... You know, he gets used by so many people. But um, the Draxler card seems a bit of a strange one to me because they'd done the Paqueta Player of the Month and then they went on to drop Draxler, which is a similar card, I think, later on that day. Just seems a bit of a weird choice to me. Yeah, the, the Draxler card looks interesting, but he's... 280k currently on PlayStation. He's six foot two, five star weak foot, which is good, but six two with high and average body type, 80 balance, 86 agility. Something tells me he's going to feel like a truck, which some tall players are okay if you're playing him in the midfield, but I, I don't know. It's, it seems expensive for a clunky player for me. Uh, hearing these stats, what do you think about it, Dylan? Yeah, so I've been looking at this Draxler recently because I've seen a couple competitive players looking at trying to get him in their teams and whatnot. For me, this Draxler, probably his best position is going to be in the midfield. I would say as like a, a center mid. I feel he'd be too clunky to play to be played any higher up the pitch. I don't think I'd use him as like a cam or a striker, but he's got really good stats. The problem that I've got with this Draxler and just more generally the SBC cards they've been releasing is that it feels like they're quite expensive for an untradeable card. Like, if they release these cards as cards in a promo onto the market, fantastic. But when you've got alternatives that are tradable, that are just so much cheaper, uh, I'm just not a big fan of these SBCs that they're currently releasing at the moment just because of that price. But now Draxler does yeah. look exceptional. The only stat that I would have a bit of concern with when playing him in the midfield would be defensive awareness, which is quite low. Other than that, it's just the work rates, but no, it looks like a fantastic card. Sounds like he should be a Bond villain. Yeah. Draxler. Mm. Mr. Draxler. I could see that. Mm. Maybe you could play the role. I, I, too good looking. Too good looking? Yep. Talking about Draxler? I'm me. Mm. He's quite a pretty fella, is Draxler. Oh, Jesus. I've seen worse. 
Yeah, you know, it's not. It's not chopped. Yeah, have you seen Paul? True. <laughs> but um, yeah, a lot a lot of these cards are expensive because fodder's really high at the minute. So I'm wondering if next week when we get Black Friday and hopefully fodder drops a little bit, these cards might be a little bit more reasonable. But they all do seem to be priced quite highly at the moment. I mean, when you compare them to Fafana, the the previous player of the month from Liga, I, they're nowhere near, mm. are they? I mean, a lot of pro competitive players went straight out and got Fafana in the team. Like Dylan said, you know, maybe there could be a case made for these players to get somewhere near a team, but they're nowhere near as well-rounded or as attractive as, as Fafana. So, I don't know, it, it seems inconsistent, perhaps? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really been super thrilled with the SPC so far. I mean, I, I'm still using Bernardo in my squad, and I'm still using Fakir every now and then off the bench. But other than that, I really just haven't seen too many bargains, you know, ones that jump out at you like you have to do it. Like the flashback slot down from 19. Everybody just knew that was a gold mine. But Paul, talking about the market, is there any last-minute tips you want to give people before we move into Black Friday? Yeah, so I want to be using Untradeable Team. And it looks very much like what happened last year we had a big crash two weeks before black friday then it just sort of leveled out for a week or two and then on black friday there seemed to be a bit of panic with the sort of outer pack specials and some of the bigger icons so i'll be looking to buy those cards i won't be buying team of the weeks because we often get a best of team of the week. So maybe some rule breakers, maybe some road to the finals. Icons will probably be the safest bet to buy. So I'll be looking for some panic on those. I think gold cards are a bit riskier, but I think gold cards like maybe Mane and Son, Varane, VVD, those cards will get absolutely stung in the first sort of little bit of supply first couple of hours of black friday and then i think people will start buying teams people will start buying back in the market it'll, if it's anything like last year it'll rise the friday saturday sunday so yeah just be careful stay away from golds if you don't know what you're doing and enjoy the game look for some panic build a team and enjoy it, it should rise because, you know, Black Friday, we get a lot of new people on the game. We get a huge influx of coins from packs. And I imagine we're going to get a lot of content because it's been quite a quiet week or two, hasn't it? So I think we're going to get a fair a fair amount of content in there. But, you know, if you, if you want to play it really safe, just use an untradeable team until Friday, see what we get, and then buy your team. Appreciate that, Paul. Well, next thing I want to talk about is pay to win in FIFA 22. And we've got a great opportunity to discuss that this week because Dylan used a very, I'm going to call it unique squad in his latest weekend league and had quite the experience with it. Dylan, who did you have in your starting 11, first of all? Question is, who didn't I have? (laughs) I was playing. (laughs) It kind of started okay and and degenerated quite quickly, didn't it? Yeah, it was a pretty steep slope. Let's just say that. Explain what it is you're doing, Dylan. Explain the uh, the whole concept, mate. Yes, I was doing a charity stream this weekend in uh, conjunction with my uh, professional EFA organisation and a charity here in Australia. So we were raising money for youth cancer patients in Australia. And every 
$75 we raised, I was replacing a player in my starting 11 with a, a player that the chat decided upon. So I gave some options. And in hindsight, probably not the greatest idea because the team... Your chat is rotten. Yeah, look, it was a bit of a shambles in the end. I had <laughs> Phil Jones as one of my centre-backs. <laughs> Mbappe and Messi as my full-backs. A midfield... Of gold, Declan Rice and John Joe Shelby, which was an experience. <laughs> um, Ada McGeady on the left, thanks to Steve. I tried, Dill. I tried. Uh, to be fair, he played quite well. No complaints with him. The one that's killing me right now, though, is Jose Fonte on the right wing. Ooh. Isn't he like the slowest player on the game? He's got 32 pace. He's <laughs> definitely <laughs> like, close to the How do you have 32 pace? That's like walking to the mailbox to get your package or something. I mean, like, that's that's 32 pace to me. I've got 38 pace. Yeah. Akin Fenn was, was no faster, to be fair. He's only got 40. Yeah, but he's strong. Well, how did, the, how did your gameplay go? I mean, tell us about it. What did it feel like? Were you losing games? Were you winning games? Well, it started pretty poorly. I, was, I lost my first three. <laughs> I started to find a bit of rhythm, though. I went five and one in my next six games. So I'm six and four currently. I think as I use the team a bit more, I kind of got used to what I was capable of doing with these types of cards and maybe what I've been used to with some of the, the top tier cards I've been using. I realized what's not going to work, but I have to play this game very differently with these types of players. It's been a challenge to score goals. Still got Pele in my team right now. But literally my entire my entire attack is just every single play is going through Pele and it's very one dimensional. But yeah, it's been an experience. I, I I can imagine. You you're you're way better than me because I would have probably broken both controllers and I wouldn't be able to play. So, so, before you I, I know you want to ask him a question, Hunter, but just to give it context, in the first game I was actually watching and in the first game Dylan did manage to score a hat trick with Akinfenwa and still ended up on the losing side. So, you know. Mm. Well, you you mentioned some of the things that you you learned you couldn't do with these lesser cards. What type of things exactly? Like was it dribbling, left stick dribbling, just simple movements? Yes, that's a, a good question. It's definitely been an eye opener for me. The two biggest things other than the pace with some of the cards which like you can't really change. It's a stat that it'll play the same regardless if they're a bronze player, if it's a gold player, they'll still feel just as quick. For me, it's been the dribbling and the passing mm. in particular. The dribbling, it's horrific with some of these players. Like, the animations they get when they're turning, if you combine it with the pace, like, it's really difficult to move. Mm. But the passing as well, on this game, I've noticed, like, a lot of the time you're forced into using uh, R1X passes or driven passes. And with these kinds of cards, who have got pretty poor stats when it comes to passing. It's very difficult to string together like four or five passes in a row without them getting intercepted, without them being misplaced. But for me, I think the passing has been the most notable, probably alongside the dribbling. But yeah, there's definitely a massive difference. I can tell you that. I'm sure I heard you say on more than one occasion that Jose Font is the best passer in FIFA 22. Look, it was a bit reactionary, (laughs) but... I do have to say, and this still, I'm still trying to comprehend how this is the case. I was seeing passes from Jose Fonte. He's currently 
starting as a right winger on two chemistry. <laughs> and he's got 62 passing on his uh, base card. He was making passes like with the perfect weight that I haven't seen like Messi, for example, do for me. And it still blows my mind that that was the case. I'm just trying to figure out how that makes any sense to me. But even on his weak foot and stuff, he was making these crazy passes perfectly weighted every single time. And yeah, it's kind of baffling. It's probably his solid player trait, if I had to guess. Just to give that context as well, again, um, on two-player chemistry, I think your team chemistry was about 70. That gives him um, passing stats of 54 vision and 65 short passing. Jesus Christ. Who chose him? Oh, you're fired. Also, also, Dill, you'll be interested to know this. With that chemistry handicap, you're operating with 23 acceleration and 23 sprint speed. <laughs> my goodness. It's not surprise me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh I'm, I'm surprised he even moves. <laughs> he doesn't. Like, I'm surprised he doesn't just stand still. No, he's pretty much a lamp post for me. He's, he does not do much. If he gets the ball, it's just one touch and pass it off. He does not get any more than two touches on the ball. Well, he does have team player traits, so there's that. Do you know well, what's really annoying? He mm. would still beat me. <laughs> oh, no doubt. I've seen you play. This is, this is one of the things that I said to Hunter. Imagine Dylan's team on the loading screen where you've just got Pele sticks out like a sore thumb, obviously. Yeah. And then you've got him surrounded by the likes of, as Dylan said, Phil Jones, John Joe Shelby, Akin Fenwa, McGeady, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Imagine seeing that on your loading screen and then losing to it. That's what I'm saying. You, you know what I would do? If I saw that on my loading screen, my first thought would be, motherfucker, this is going to be humiliating. Because any time that my ELO is about average of where it normally is, and I come up against like a all gold team, no special cards, no, no high rated cards, I get absolutely dominated because whoever's using that team is clearly better than me. They're just struggling because of the cards. And that kind of goes to the point of, of why I asked this whole question in the first place. I touched on it very briefly last week, but we basically talked about, you know, if let's say I'm a division one rank one player and I'm going up against another division one rank one player and one of us has a massively better squad, they automatically have the upper hand, especially if your connection is the same, if you have a similar connection. But assuming connection is the same and you got the better team and the skills about the same, it's very hard for that guy with the lower team to, to win because the players just simply move better. I mean, would you agree to that after your experience, Dylan? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's the case that players on a similar level, like if you're almost on an identical level ability-wise when it comes to FIFA, a lot of the time that's only when, for me, team plays a really a significant role. But at the end of the day, for me, team has always been like, Something that's used as an excuse a lot of the time rather than seeing what you could have done different in games. Mm-hmm. I have to agree that it does play a difference and it's only for me when it comes to, as I said, people on a similar level that it actually can change the outcome of games. Especially if you have Allison in goal. <laughs> no, it definitely does make a difference. And for me this year, I've noticed after using like the mid-tier of cars in the top tier, the gap is like massive. I would say this year probably pay win is the biggest factor it's been in a couple of years now, at least since, at least in the past three titles. For me, it's the biggest yeah. 
when it comes to Peter and Gap. But yeah, as I said, it, it it's only when you've got players at a similar playing level that it makes a big difference. Yeah. And it's, I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm getting at here. I think the game is pay to win in some degree. Like you said, Dylan, when it comes to that really fine margin, it can be a little bit pay to win because that team is going to be moving better. But there are things you can do tactically and be clever with your setups, right, Steve? Well, yeah, and I mean, it's it's necessarily so that it's pay to win. I mean, that's the the basis of the model of foot, really. You know, the idea is that you try and upgrade your team, you try and build your ultimate team. So it would be pretty dull if if all the cards had the same ratings and they all behaved exactly the same way. And as you say, you know, you you can compensate um, if if you're particularly good at playing in a, in a certain fashion, then set up your tactics to, to play that way, get the players in that, that you need to play that way. I've been uh, messing about with some tactics based on the, around about the 2010-2011 uh, Barcelona team and the Spain team that won the uh, the Euros back then. And... You can you can have great fun and have a lot of success just playing short triangular passing, really battering possession and and press after possession loss, and you can do it with. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say that Jose Font could play right wing there, but you could do it with with practically no pace. Um, you just need good agility, good passing, and and you're set. So yeah, you can you can get a player in like Modric would be great in that system that cost next to nothing. And if you utilise them in the correct way, you can make your team as efficient, as effective as a team that that would have cost a great deal more. But yeah, you, you've got to know what you're doing tactically, I guess. Yeah. And it's not it's not pay to win to a degree to where, you know, if anybody has a better team, they're going to beat anybody. I mean, I started a road to glory and I was beating the brakes off of pretty good teams in Division 10 with a couple of silvers, a couple of bronze. I was using Immobile up top, not exactly Mr. Mr. Lightning, but you can do it. And um, there is a skill gap. It just, once you get up to there, to that, that really top-notch competitive modes and, and competitive tiers, it's, it's the, the margins are thin. So every little bit helps. We talked about it very briefly a week, two weeks ago, about how um, people used to do challenges and the one that's always remembered is when hashtag Harry did a, a weekend league where he used he used a full bronze team, but he used an icon goalkeeper. And I think I'm correct in saying that was when we had 40 foot champs games, and he went 40 and 0 with the bronze squad, which is phenomenal. I don't think there's any mm. way on earth that could be done now, and I think that's a clear yep. indication of the way things have gone. It's we've moved to a much more pay to win scenario. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that it has to be. I mean, clearly this year it has to be. But back in the day, FIFA 13, FIFA 12, it didn't. It wasn't. I mean, I could use the same players and, and, and compete with people of my skill. It just it's not the case. It's a different scenario. It's a different game this year. So, or I guess past few years, really. But everybody is going to hit a ceiling at some point. And for some people, that'll be Division sure. 5. For some people, it'll be the Elite Division. Mm-hmm. So no matter how many FIFA points you put on. You could have the best team in FIFA, but you're going to hit a ceiling at some point and you're not going to get any better than that. So yep. it depends really what your definition of, of winning is. Um, 
where are you going to be happy? Where are you going to be comfortable? Because when you reach that position, that's when you've got to try messing around with the other stuff, I guess. And and yeah. that's that's so true. I we spoke about it last year in one of my streams. I think when at the back end of the year, I was using a probably one of the best teams in the game and getting the same amount of wins in a weekend league as I was with a fairly new first owner road to glory. You know, so like you say, there's a ceiling there. Um, you know, those high-end players might be the difference between 12 wins in a weekend and 13 or 14 wins, but it's not going to... It definitely didn't push me to elite. I was still sort of gold, gold one, gold two with whatever team I used. So, you know, you can't, you can't become one of the best just by spending money. No doubt. It might get you a couple extra wins, but it's not going to... It's not going to improve your ability in the game. That's for, for sure. sure. You have to want to get better. And yeah. where can they do that, Steve? Well, I would certainly recommend that they check out Foot Academy, um, which they can find at patreon.com forward slash Foot Academy. We're going to have those, uh, for want of a better word, ticky-tacka tactics in there. I really don't like the term ticky-tacka. It's, it's, it's very much abused and misunderstood. There's a lot more to it than just passing the ball around at, at lightning pace. But... Yeah, we're going to have them in there and that'll give people the opportunity who, who don't have massive budgets to to build squads where, again, much like the Liverpool tactics, they can learn how to play in a slightly different fashion. Uh, they can develop different facets of the game, which maybe they're, they're not too well developed at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a good way of, of, of adding new dimensions to your game. So, uh, yeah, that along with the tutorials that are already in there. Uh, we've got a great Discord community kicking around with it all. Got a few things going on, like tournaments in the pipeline, that sort of thing. So, yeah, all good stuff. Patreon.com forward slash Foot Academy. Very good. And now it's time to respond to Dave W's request. Dave W is a premier footballer sponsor. You can become a footballer's premier sponsor or supporter by visiting the Support the Pod link in the Discord or by clicking the link in the show notes, Support the Podcast. This is one of the unique perks you get as a sponsor is to request Steve or myself recite a line of your choosing. This week, Dave W. has requested yours truly to sing slash recite the John Barnes rap from World in Motion. Well, that's easy. Let's do it. You got to hold it, give, but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them. Get around the back. Catch me if you can, cause I'm the England man. What you look looking at is the master plan. We ain't no hooligans. This ain't a football song. Three lines on my chest. I know we can't go wrong. Okay, well, it is approaching that time of the show. We're gonna get into hot takes. George Coog from the Discord. He's a regular here. He has a hot take and he says, whatever they've done to connection the last two weeks needs to change and fast. The worst experience he's had last night leading to three disconnects in his qualifiers. And I know it's not my internet as when I play other games, I have one of the best connections in the lobby. Can't see myself returning to the game until it's sorted. Not worth the grind of trading rivals qualifiers to not enjoy the actual game due to connection. The game is currently a massive mess. Steve, what do you think about this one? I really, really, really wish I could disagree with a word of that, but I can't. It's It seems to be pretty much universal. Often you get 
pockets of people complaining about the connection, but I've never seen anything on this scale, and it's coincided with the last patch being released. So you've got a lot of people saying, well, this is all down to the patch. You've got other people saying, game's always been like this. People are just becoming more aware of it. I, I don't think it really matters. I, th- I think that the, the takeaway here is that it's... FIFA 22, to me, gameplay-wise, is the best FIFA we've had, and it's not even close. But the servers are, are killing it. Mm-hmm. It's always kind of been that way. You've you've always wondered what kind of gameplay you're going to get from one game to the next. Yeah. But it's it's. I agree with George. It's it's reached the point right now where I'm really sorry to say it, but it is unplayable. And I've struggled to play it this week. Um, I've tried streaming, and the gameplay has been so bad that. It's not. It's not just a case that we're not sitting here saying that you know this is a game. Underline that fact. This is a game. You you play games for pleasure. It's not the case that for at this minute is not a pleasurable experience. That's not the case. The case is that yeah. it's an actively painful experience, and that's the problem. And it needs to be fixed. I'm sure, it will be, but it's. Um, it's, it's a real issue at the minute, and we, we can't avoid that. We can't duck that issue. Yeah, it it definitely seems like... I know, Paul, we this, we talked about this in DMs. You said your connection's been mostly clean, right? Yeah, yeah, I've had I've had the odd game, but you always get the odd game. Sure. Most of my connection has been really good this last week or so. I think last weekend I had a session on Friday or Saturday where it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I were winning games. It wasn't like I were losing and, you know, but yeah, it's it's been pretty good and it just does seem so inconsistent because, you know, we've been talking in our chat and some people have had really good gameplay. Some people it's been horrible and it's varied on different days as well. But yeah, this is, you know, George is a really good friend of mine. I play court with George a lot. We talk most days and... George last year had lots of issues with connecting to players in Amsterdam, Holland, Belgium, all over the place, which were really strange. And he'd get DCs left and right. And like he says in the in the the hot take, he's he's got a good connection, and it it shouldn't be like this. Mm. You know, you should be able to play the game, and you know, if your internet's good, have a similar connection to. Your, your peers, yeah. and it's it's not the case, and they need to sort it out quick or they're going to lose a lot of players. Dylan, how's the connection down under? Yeah, look, the past week, I have to agree, like, it's been pretty bad for me. I felt like, I don't know which day it was, but since the last patch, there was one day I, I distinctly remember it saying on stream that it was the worst connection I've had so far on this game. The thing with connection over here is, though, like, I've only played in Europe a couple times. But the connection here, like, our best connection is, like, worse than what I had as, like, the average connection in Europe. So I don't know what it's like compared to the gameplay you guys are experiencing right now, but our connection over here has always been, like, so horrible. And it's difficult to say what it's like overseas for you guys at the moment, but... It has been uh, noticeably a bit worse this past week. What ping are you generally playing on over there, Dylan? At the moment, I've recently upgraded internet, like 14 ping, 12 ping, usually. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, but even when I was at a um event in Europe, FIFA twenty it would have been. I still remember it like when people were complaining about the connection over there at the time, I was saying like this is by far the best connection I've ever played in my life. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I'd have to like play it again in Europe or in America again sometime to see if that's the case. But, like, it was by far the best connection I played in my life, and they were saying it was bad for them at the time. So it's a it's a difficult one. So, Dylan, have you ever played at a LAN event? Yes, I've been to one LAN event overseas, and then I played two in Australia as well. Would you say the LAN event had way better responsiveness and consistency than online play? I mean, I know the obvious answer, but how much better is it? Because it looks so much smoother when they it's, broadcast live It's actually events. a really good question, and it's a weird one to answer. Because the gameplay looks like flawless. It looks so clean when you watch it. The thing with the gameplay on Atlanta events is for some reason, like it's quite responsive, yeah. And the connection's like really clean. But the game feels so much slower for some reason. I don't know if that's because we played on like a different version of the game. Because at those competitions, they have like an esport version of the game. So it's different to your regular FIFA title. Mm, I see. But the gameplay is like quite different to what the regular game's like so it's pretty responsive and stuff but it's really slow which is, i don't know that might be a good thing but as long as it's consistent you know this this connection debacle we've we've man we've beat this thing to death for years even before this podcast i mean this has been long been an issue ever since we went to these dedicated servers i mean i, I have a dedicated line just for for my console and it's 250 fiber up and down I get 12 ping steady. I get zero jitter, zero packet loss, and I'll play three games in a row and every game feels different. And every opponent that I connect to is in Mexico, which makes no sense because there's plenty of other people around me that I should be connecting to. And it it often wants to connect me to the Mexico City server or whatever it is in Southern Mexico when I live three hours from Dallas, which is right next to me. But the inconsistency, how my opponent affects my connection baffles me if it's in the same session nothing's changed on my end my gameplay should be consistent that's the one thing we don't understand and it's hard to understand it without knowing the net code but only thing i can say is if if the gameplay is is terrible and it's frustrating and you can't move players and you're getting frustrated just turn it off take a break i mean shit i played vanguard last night for three hours and i loved it it's okay come back to it maybe it'll be better i got off of vanguard got on fifa Best gameplay I've had in four or five days. Really enjoyed it. And I accepted that and logged right off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't don't sit there and, and battle through it because it's not worth it. You're just going to get pissed off and learn to hate the game. You'll be toxic and, and negative like me all the time. Anyways, I think that was a hell of a hot take, George. Thanks. Thanks for that. Next hot take, Nikki Hot Sticks. Oh, shit. here we go. Nikki's back. Smoking hot take, the right back and left back positions this year are the most important. What position do the fellas find to be the best? He's at, he's at it again. You see this, right? See what he's trying to do here. <laughs> I ain't falling for this one. Uh-uh. Smoking hot positions. I like it up front. Mostly. But, um, you know, it's got to be solid at the back. Steve? Striker, without doubt. You're not going to win games unless you score goals. And uh, one striker can make all the difference. You, you need a 
few positions addressing if you're going to have a solid defence. But yeah, if if there's one position, without doubt, it's doggy. It's that striker, Dylan. What about you? I think I'm gonna have to agree here with striker. After using some of the plays I did, I confirm at striker this weekend. Yeah, I can definitely say that <laughs> in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net, you need like that marquee player up top. And what position do you prefer? I can Fenway in. <laughs> Ideally sitting on the bench or the reserves. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. I don't know well what I would have done in that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was nice. He turned that double play, man. Put it right back on me. Good stuff. If I had to pick one, I guess I would uh I feel like a good box to box midfielder is, is critical. But oftentimes I feel like the midfield is just less relevant now, the way people just ping it forward. So yeah, striker, it has to be. I mean, if you've got a, a fast, strong striker who can keep the pressure on, they'll just get around your midfield. Good question, Nikki. Nice try. Better luck next time. Uh, next one is from Jack Custard. He talked about last week about Bernardo Silva being a better holding CDM than Conte. He says he takes this back. Like a typical Yorkshireman, Conte is far better when you pack him for free and can't sell him. Hmm. That's what you get, buddy. Okay, we do have a question from Chuck Morris. Not to be confused with the legend that is Chuck Norris. Will there ever be a boy born that can swim faster than a shark? I'm curious to get Steve's answer on this, but I want to hear Paul first. No, is my first thought. But, who knows, Elon Musk doing all sorts of shit. He might just create a little fast swimming baby. Like a cyborg? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, in his mm. long shower, just buy one out there. Does he mean an alive shark? I don't know, I think he's on drugs. <laughs> Dylan, do you, do you have an answer for this? No, I was not prepared for this. I, uh... <laughs> Neither was I. <laughs> it's, it's really? I've been preparing all afternoon to answer this question, Dylan. You didn't see this coming? <laughs> um, look, uh, no. Can I just no. say no? Yeah, see, that was my simple answer. Uh, <laughs> no, because it's a shark and they're fish. Duh. Steve, take it away. I know you got something clever. Well, I can tell you the correct answer, fellas. Do you want to know what the correct answer is? There are no answers, only the search. The correct answer is yes. Yes. And it's all about understanding the question. As any good scholar, I'm I'm sure Dylan would know, it's all about understanding the question. I actually, I'm lucky here because I can remember where this question came from. And it's something that me and my mates have discussed in the pub before. And I've got to credit my mate Jono, who actually came up with this answer. This question was asked by Mackenzie Crook's character in The Office, uh, the Ricky Gervais sitcom, the English version. And the reason that the answer is yes, it's actually already been done because there are different types of shark, you see. And there is a shark called the Greenland shark, which on average swims at 0.3 metres per second. Okay. If you compare that with uh, Dylan's compatriot, the wonderful Emma McKeon, 
She swam a 50.58 seconds in the women's 100 freestyle at the 2021 FINA Swimming World Cup. And that works out at almost two metres per second, which, by the way, is f***ing fast. Two metres per second in a swimming pool is pretty quick. But yes, Emma McKeon can swim faster than the Greenland shark. Therefore, in a much more gender-appropriate way... I object. We can say that a woman has been born that can swim faster than a shark. That was not the question. It says, was there ever a boy, not a man or a woman, a boy born? So that means he has to come out of the womb ready to outswim that algae eater that you're calling a shark. No, because he's a baby then. He's a baby. can't swim. What the f*** are we talking about? That's the end of the show. (laughs) I'm not... Dylan, where can they find you on Twitch and Twitter? Yeah, so my uh, Twitter handle is at dcampbell20 underscore and on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash dylancampbell underscore. It would have been so gangster just to drop it right there, like dropping the mic. Steve, where can they find you on Twitter and in the Twitch? After this, I very, very much doubt anybody would want to. All right. Paul? Right foot on Twitter and Twitch, W-I-I-G. I don't even know how to spell my own f***ing name. W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T, right f***ing folks. And you can follow the show on Twitter at FootballersPod with a Z. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore foot underscore hunter. And you can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash footballerspod. That is the end of the show. We're not going to talk about sharks anymore. We'll be back next week with more topics to discuss. See you. Emma McKeon is faster than a shark. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.